When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, it's Gav here at LFC Day Trippers and I am delighted to be joined by Dom from the Road End Pod. Um, this is a mini-series we're doing on content creators um, for Liverpool Football Club in the city of Liverpool. Um, disclaimer straight off, me and Dom recorded a brilliant, the most magnificent video you've ever seen um, last Friday and then when I went to edit, no sound came out. So it's a beautiful looking video, you just can't hear anything. So we've decided to re-record it here and go through what we discussed um, a couple of days ago. Dom, you're very, very welcome. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Thanks you for having me yeah, again. Good. Um, delighted we could set this up as quick as we could. This is in association with bookmakers.com. Um, and stick around uh, towards the end of the video because they are giving away some prizes in this mini series as well. So stick around for them at the end. I will let you know that if you want to find out where the road end pod is, I'm going to put a link for the Spotify in the description for this video. So, um, the road end pod, it's yeah. different to what you know, a lot of people are doing with regards to Liverpool content. A lot of it is instantaneous stuff, instantaneous stuff where, you know, you will have pre-match stuff, post-match stuff, you know, um, immediately after the final whistle and um, transfers, you know, it all, it all is like bang, bang, bang every day. Whereas you've gone down a slightly different route um, where you're doing interviews with former players, um, you know, people, influencers, would you call them? And um, people yeah. in the media and also, um, you know, just fans that people may know, you know, and I'll, I'll get on to them in a minute. What made you get into that? What made you go down that route? Um, like you said, there's plenty of um, other pages out there that are doing pretty much a similar thing. Um, and I just like talking. Mm-hmm. And I like talking about Liverpool. I like talking about myself, which is a bit vain, but, you know, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I like talking about my interests. So I thought the best way to bring that across to people was to ask them about this, um, find out about people, um, find out their interest, their career, what they enjoy doing, and also obviously talk about Liverpool. So it was just a different way of approaching things, really. I'm fascinated by people and I'm fascinated by people from different backgrounds. So I thought it'd be, you know, two and two together. I just thought it was a good idea. It's a great idea, you know, um, and I have to be honest, I've listened to a couple of episodes and really enjoyed them because my work every day is about results and, you know, injuries and transfers and what yeah. the clubs say and what did the media say and you're trying not to react to gobshites um, online a lot of the time. But Whereas this was really refreshing to sit down and just listen to people talking about football. Nothing, yeah. not any specific result or goal or whatever it might be, just them, their life, supporting Liverpool and stuff like that. So I, I, it, it was something that really interested me. And when, when you look through the... When you look through the, the guests that you've had, Mike Kearney is the first guest. And a lot of people might not know Mike, but a lot of people will. Mike, of course, is, um, he suffers with a sight. He's brought yeah. to the, he's brought to the games the majority of the time by his cousin, who in the ground tells him what's going on and how things are getting on. And you've met Mike, haven't you? You've been to games with him. 
Yeah, so um, I travelled down to Spurs with him last Sunday. Um, I drove and he brought his friend and we had another friend with us, Rory. Um, and I talked Mike through the game and through situations what was happening. And, you know, first half, it was all lovely, wasn't it? Wonderful. And then second half, he probably wanted me to shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it must be mad interesting. To, like, because Mike Kearney is on the Anfield rap quite a bit. Yeah. And he knows the stuff. He speaks very well about football. But it must be very interesting to be in that sort of situation where, you know, me and you are used to going to a game, seeing everything, you know, in, in you know, like perfect colour and you can see every little nuance of the game it must be a mad different experience to go with somebody that cannot see the game yeah you know, and, they're, and they're going off they're going off the vibes in the ground the vibes off you well to be honest with you i didn't really think too much about it mm. um mike mentioned about going so i was like yeah no problem i'll drive um and then when we were on our way down there driving and i was starting to think to myself i wonder how i'm gonna do this like i wonder what in what way because his cousin steve wasn't with us mm. so i was a bit skeptical myself but like you said, his knowledge is unbelievable. You can read, you can read the room, whether he had his eyes closed, whether he was blind, whether he wasn't, because he's such a. How can I explain it? He's a clever man, um, and he could read the situations when we were in the ground, and it made it easier for me because it was just natural. He knew what was happening. He could tell when it was happening, um, and yeah, it was my job. Well, not my job, but it was just great to be around him, and he's a lovely lad. You yeah. know, he, the the credit he gets from a lot of people, it doesn't go amiss. He's um he's a privilege to yeah. know. Yeah, and, and I enjoy listening to him. I'm being honest about when he's on the Anfield rap and stuff. I do enjoy listening to him because, you know what, people that can see everything can, you know, can be very good at speaking about football. But but to have that feeling for football when your sight is either completely gone or very very poor, to be able mm-hmm. to read stuff like that, I think is is. It's some skill. It really is. It's, it's some skill to do. Um, when you look through more of the episodes that you've done, music seems to be, you seem to be nabbing these music people that you seem to like a lot. Um, David Jags from the Ragamuffins um, and the Cheap Trills as well. Um, is that is that just part of your personality coming out? Because the people you want to speak to, you're, you're big into your music anyway. Definitely. So the guests themselves, I obviously look into their background, see what they're about, first of all, because I wouldn't just invite someone on and it'd just be 45 minutes of awkwardness. Mm. So they need to have at least some interest that I have for the yeah. Liverpool. Um, so David's a brilliant lad. He performs each week at the match in Hotel Anfield. Yeah. You know, he, he's got a massive following. Um, his band's brilliant. He's the Bobby Firmino song speaks for itself. Everyone yeah. loves it. Um, and yeah, the Cheap Thrills, they're um, supporting Jamie, um, Jamie Webster tomorrow in Glasgow. So they're, you know, they're hitting it big time. And as soon as they announced um, that they were doing the third kit launch with Liverpool, <laughs> it was like, yeah, get yours on. Get yours on. <laughs> Let's blow this out the water because they're a brilliant band. The music's fantastic. They've been going longer than anyone expected. Um, and they've deserved the shot and they've, they've got it. So... Liverpool and music, it goes hand in hand, a lot yeah. like Ireland, a lot like Dublin. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was just, it was, you know, my interest is music and football, so why not? And does it does that make it, like you said, if you have, you look into that background, you have to have something in common with you, you know. But <clears throat> does that make it a lot easier when you're doing these podcasts? Because people, I'd urge people to go and listen to them because there's so many 
for me, I think you've done about 11 episodes. And yeah. for me, like the, the variety across them is great. And not, not just the variety on, on who you've had on, you know, um, you know, you've had Rupa on and she's, she's an ambassador, isn't she now for her game too and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, you've, you've had, um, the chef's name that completely always goes out of my head. Um, Dave Critchley. yeah, Dave Critchley. And, and then you go and we'll talk about former players in a bit, but when you have that scope for guests, is it like it has to be easier when you come into it and you go, I really like the music, I really like this, and and it doesn't always end up having to be football. Like you know, if if it, if it does get that bit awkward at certain stages where a question like literally drops like a lead balloon, you can turn and go, well, yeah, you're supporting Jamie Webster, and you know it gives you more angles, doesn't it, to to throw questions out there and and get that podcast to sound really good by the end. Definitely, um, I think everyone I've had on so far. I've had a little chat with them before the recordings and I think it just makes it that little bit easier. You can sort of break the ice. Hello, you know, nice yeah. to meet you if you haven't met them. Mm. Um, but yeah, everyone I've had on, it isn't even a case of the the same personalities. Everybody I've had is different. Mm. So I think that's what makes it more interesting. So each week I'm not thinking, oh, it's this same thing again or whatever, because the questions that I do ask, some of them might just go out completely out the window because mm. we end up just talking about something else for, you know, yeah. 20 minutes, 10 minutes. There's nothing better than a tangent, though, is there, in a conversation? Like, me and you could be speaking about football one minute, um, music the next, and, you know, I don't know, the the price of beans, you know, in the space of five minutes. And and once people are enjoying the conversation, it doesn't really matter what you're speaking about. Um, Former players then have kind of dominated over the last couple of um, episodes. You know, Adam Morgan, Ryan Babel. um, Going through a couple of them, right? Um, mm-hmm. I want to leave Adam Morgan to last because he's the most intriguing to me, right? But uh, Ryan Babel, because Ryan Babel for me turns up at Liverpool in, I want to say 2008. Um, yeah. And it was like, well, you see this guy, like, and the clips you'd seen of big, strong, fast, great skill, could finish. And we've seen flashes of that. I remember Derby at home when he sends the whole derby defence like for the echo as they'd say and yeah. scores and you're kind of going this is an absolute talent but when you're spe- like when you're speaking to Ryan Babel does it come across that he felt that his time at Liverpool was a bit of a missed opportunity maybe the wrong place at the wrong time and I'm kind of throwing at you that Rafa Benitez probably didn't zoom because Brendan Rodgers or Jurgen Klopp most certainly would have it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, you bang on the money. Um, When I spoke to Ryan, the first thing I said to him was, you know, I was a massive fan. Um, At that age, uh, where Ryan signed, I was just 17, 18. So I was sort of getting the knowledge more than anything. Um, Obviously, I was a massive fan of Liverpool growing up, but the older you get, the more wise you get, and you don't just say anything. Mm. Um, And obviously, with the Benitez era, as much as it was successful in terms of the fifth Champions League, the FA Cup, um, it was also disappointing sometimes when, you had the likes of Ryan signing for us and he had the world at his feet. And due to the fact of the style of play that we did play, it just didn't suit him at all. Um, as you say, Rogers Klopp, he'd have been, I have no doubt he would have been a massive success. 
And and he even said this. He said to himself, um, Benitez didn't believe in him, didn't trust him, said the players didn't trust him, so immediately he was on the back foot. Um, and unfortunately, due to the um, formation that Benitez played, he said that he needed to be a defensive winger instead of the explosive striker that we thought we'd sign from Ajax. So, yeah, because yeah. You, you, like you, you even see through the, through the Benitez era, like um, like Dorkite, Dorkite signed mm. in two thousand six by Benitez as a striker, and spends yeah. the vast majority of his time tracking back on the right wing and doing a fantastic job. But was and not like don't get me wrong, you see players now, nowadays where you go, he's come in like Gino and Aldum. Gino and Aldum was always considered a ten. Klopp turns him into one of these eights or whatever you want to call it, centre midfielder, and he's. You know, breaking lines. He's he's trying to get in, he's trying to get up the pitch, but a lot of the time when Alan was about pressing, winning the ball, and really being part of that functional midfield as as we knew for for so many years. And you do see you do see players that convert and they're really good. And Coit is one of those. But Babel to me, and he's never going to walk back. You know, and I don't think it's a slight on him. I think it's just look that guy just doesn't walk back. It's one of those like he has to play high up the pitch. You probably leave him high up the pitch, or if you're bringing him back a little bit, you're not giving him huge responsibility defensively. And like I, I when I look at Sterling, Suarez, Sturridge in 2013 and 14 under Rogers, and I'm no Rogers fan, right? Um, I think Jesus Babel and that, or you even look at the 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 Klopp takes over, and you look at Mane, and you look at Salah, and you think Babel would be excellent in that because it'd be like a freedom to go, and you just go and do cause mayhem, and. Because Babel could do that, couldn't he? Well, yeah, certainly. And he explained as well that um, at Ajax, he had the responsibility of scoring goals, um, play on the last defender, mm. didn't do much defensive work because, as he said, I'm not a defender, mm. I'm a striker. So yeah. the manager at the time at Ajax said to him, you go and score the goals, the midfield, the defenders behind you, they'll defend. Mm. We want you to score goals. So obviously, if he comes to Liverpool as a goal scorer, fast, pacey, strong, can beat a man, exciting. And then he has to play on the back foot, getting back 80% of the time and then the 20% that he had no legs to get forward, which is what he explained, which is why he was more of a success off the bench. Mm. Um, moving on, though, uh, Ryan McLaughlin is another guest of yours. And Ryan, uh, you know, still playing, isn't he? Still. Yeah. Um, and we are, we are saying to the day that, like, he's he's... You know, he's been, he's had a really good career when you think about it, but it was interesting to read from him because, you know, while Ryan Babel turns up as a decent money signing with a massive reputation, Ryan McLaughlin comes through, um, through the club and, and doesn't quite get there, you know, so it's a different thing to Ryan Babel. How did you find him? Because I think it's another interesting story. I think he's a great lad, first of all. Um, I'd spoke to him a few times. He used to, well, I'm not sure if he still does. He streams games. <laughs> so he's a Call of Duty fan. So he streams that. So I used to pop in and just have a little chat with him every now and again. Um, and then I'd spoke to him. He'd helped me through a little bit of a difficult time. Um, rough patch, inboxes, messages back and forward. And then when I got him on, I realised how much of a good lad he actually is. A normal lad. A hard-working lad from a hard-working city in Belfast. And he moved over to Liverpool and it was like shaking hands. Was, you know, we're pretty similar. Um, having him on, giving us insight into the game, giving us insight into players that he played with. So like the likes of Raheem Sterling, he was training with him. He said he was unbelievable in training. He was unbelievable in a match. His attitude isn't what's portrayed in the media. Yeah. Um, Ryan, yeah, he was a great lad and it was brilliant to have on. 
uh, I'm still in touch with him now, and um, he's due to finalise a move in the next 10 days to potentially a European club. Okay. And it, look, it is good to see because, you know, <clears throat> it can be easy at times to go and find guys that have won a European competition or, or a domestic cup or, or whatever it might be. And, you know, that name is, oh, that's a good name to have on because this is what they've done. But when you go, to, when Ryan McLaughlin kind of comes across to me as, oh, hold on, let's, let's talk about that because it's probably not spoken about enough. You know, and it's a really interesting story that maybe not a lot of people have heard, unless you've, unless you're completely infatuated with Liverpool and you follow every player's career that's ever played for us or left them and wherever it's gone, and especially ones where he's dropped down divisions and stuff like that. But you know, he's still playing the game, and and um, from what you say, it, you know, he's probably become a better person. You know, a more rounded person from from the experience he's had um, within the game. Adam Morgan, though. Is your latest episode, and when I seen yeah. this pop up, I went, "Well, right, this this is really interesting because Adam Morgan for me, and I was saying to you the other day, it's a bit like Laurie Della Valley at, at Liverpool, where this blonde bombshell was whacking in goals for Liverpool's youth teams, and you're like, this guy is 100 percent making. It. He goes to Fulham and it's part of a deal for him. It might be Paul Konchetsky. um, and he's like never seen again, right? And but Adam Morgan was being compared to Robbie Fowler. You know, the left foot, the distance, and goal, 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 goals everywhere. And then it just, I don't know, it, it just seems to not happen whatsoever for him. And it really piqued me interest because I'm in Ireland. He plays in the League of Ireland a couple of years back. And and again, it's just a really interesting story. And, and this is where we kind of got onto the mental health of things. And, you know, mental health is, is probably a, a factor in you starting this as well. Definitely. So getting Ryan on, um, I'd spoke, um, sorry, getting Adam on, I'd spoke to Ryan uh, and just mentioned a couple of players that I was interested in getting on. Um, and he's mentioned Adam a couple of times in the pod and two and two together. Mm. Um, I, I just gave him a shout and he was happy to get back to me. Um, as you say, youth level, phenomenal. He was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, I live around the corner from the training grounds and the academy. And I used to go and watch him pretty much every week and he'd be bugging two at least one or two goals, um, natural finisher, had everything I thought. And he even said himself, you know, his attitude and his mental um, side of things was, I will go to the top. I'll score 20 goals in the Premier League, no problem. Uh, unfortunately, it never happened. Uh, and when he did leave, he had a couple of options um, and he chose pretty much, he would say, the wrong one. He loved his time at Yeovil, but had he chose Leicester, he'd have won the Premier League in his third year of the contract that they offered him. So, as you can imagine, how does he come back from something like that? Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it did affect him mentally. Um, and yeah, he's, he still looks back at that. He still has chats about that. And, you know, his career itself obviously comes spiral down from the top at Liverpool to training with Suarez, Gerrards, to then, you know, playing non league football, which, you know, he's happy playing. He's, he's grateful that he's scoring goals. He's grateful he's here. Um, because he's been through some dark times and, you know, we, we spoke about that and I'm glad he did because when he did, I don't think a lot of footballers talk about that side of things and they're not open and honest like he is and, you know, he's a massive inspiration to me because the last 10, 11 months I've struggled massively mental health and part of the parcel of actually starting this podcast was that. So listening to his story, knowing people who you think are superstars, who you think are at the top end of everything – Having the same difficulties, the difficulties that you do, it's, you know, it's it's quite warming. 
it, it brings out the human element because you know you'll see you'll see players and they're online and and they're getting abused online. There's just now yeah. look, don't get me wrong. As a football fan, you know you probably have the right to go on there and go player A, B, C, you know X, Y, Z weren't really good um, today and they were they were poor and they done this and that's just an observation. And players can probably take that because the top top professionals will be quite honest with themselves. I think. You know, you hear them so often say, yeah, a good game, but I could have done this and I could have done that. And, you know, like, you know, they're always pushing to be better. But then it goes to, it, it goes to a stage where it's just, you know, it's, it's absolutely, it's just abuse. There's no doubt about it. It's just abuse. And for me, you, you know, players are human at the end of the day. They are just human. So I think when you're speaking to the likes of, the likes of Adam or, or, or Ryan or anybody, I think to get the human element off them is, is extremely important. So one of the last things I want to speak to you about before we go on to the 10 famous questions that are either or um, is the enjoyment of it. And I, I'm going to ask everybody that I speak to um, over this little mini series about the enjoyment of it because I think, and this is one my only opinion, and it's going on personal experience, that if you're enjoying something, you know, it makes it makes you be better. It makes you strive to make this better. You know, like I don't know. First of all, I don't know where you want to go with this podcast. I think it's, it has real potential with regards to the guests you have and the format and stuff like that. But the enjoyment has to be there, doesn't it? Because if the, if the enjoyment's not there, you're just slogging along and you'll end up losing a bit of interest and you don't have your heart in it and you might throw episodes, but you're kind of going wherever. But the, the enjoyment is a huge part because it's that, is that something that you look to like, you know, you you're up to a thousand downloads, which was a big deal for you. Um, yeah. I, you said it the other day on social media, but you know, to get to two, to get to five, to get to ten, the key to that is probably just enjoying it, isn't it? Definitely. Um, the whole the whole thing for this was for me to get some time for me. Um, as I mentioned earlier, mental side of things, I've struggled for ten eleven months since I've passing in the family, so I needed something to focus on outside of work. Um. We've all got our families that are there for us, but sometimes we don't want to put the weight on their shoulders. So the best thing for me about this is I can just be me. I can open up. I can talk about anything. I can talk about what I love, football. Um, the missus doesn't want to hear that all the time, trust me. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I, know um, I mean, you know, I enjoy it. I, I'm enjoying speaking to new people from different backgrounds, whether they're a footballer, whether they are an ambassador, whether they're a singer, a chef. It doesn't matter to me. Um, if we've got the same interests, then I'll enjoy it. And like I said, they need to have something similar. Otherwise, it would be an awkward time. But I haven't had that yet because the people that I'm getting on, I'm reaching out to people that I've got the same like type of vibe, the same attitude towards why we're doing it. You know, I've had people... Don't get me wrong, I've had people turn me down and say, you know, give me 500 quid to do an episode. Well, <laughs> I know. I wish I had 500 quid to give them. <laughs> if they had well, 500 quid, don't give it to them. No. Listen, I'm enjoying chatting to people. I'm enjoying talking about them, the football, the the careers, and why they follow Liverpool in general. Um, so, you know, the more episodes I'm doing, the more comfortable I'm getting, the more enjoyment I'm getting out of this too. So, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying what I'm doing. Good and it's good, you know something. Um, it's it's always good to see people that create content to join it. But you know, off the back of your story as to why you kind of needed this, you why you set it up, and and to see it going so well, you know, and um, you know, people might 
people might people look at success in different ways, but I think you've been really successful in the ten eleven episodes, not only because of the the quality of what you produce, the, the quality of the guests, but the, just the, the different way the different way you're approaching it is is really good for me. And and it is and honestly, if anyone's watching this and you know they watch the LFC Day Trippers and you know what they're getting from the LFC Day Trippers, like you're getting like I said, you're getting pre match, you're getting post match, you're getting um you're you're getting analysis, you're getting we do the odd quiz where it's mental you do um we do drafts we do random chats we do we we do loads and loads of stuff because we enjoy it you know we we enjoy when the football's not on so we can just talk about like strange things um and go (laughs) off on tangents it's just something we, we like doing but it is a nice way to step away from and for me with football podcasts to step away and listen to football podcasts that aren't all about results or like I said, transfers, you know, are the club getting taken over? Are we buying this player? You're just listening to people talking about the love of the game without it being one particular goal or whatever it might be. Um, I'm going to give you your 10 questions, if that's okay. Um, of course. So your 10 questions, um, either or, you have to answer them really quickly now, right? Um, let me see. I have them in front of me. So, and I will let you know about the prizes coming from bookmakers.com as well. Plus, uh, one last, um, reminder on, um, Dom's podcast and where you can find it. So, are you ready, Dom? Go. Go. Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi. Suarez or Salah? Suarez. Curry chips or chips and gravy? Curry all day. Good stuff. Goodison or Old Trafford? Oh, okay. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Roy Hodgson or Roy's Rolls? Roy's Rolls. Right. John Barnes or Sadio Mane? Sadio Mane. Oh. <laughs> Peroni or Moretti? Moretti. Alison or Clemens? Alison. Roses or Quality Street? What one's got the toffee fingers? Uh, Quality Street. Okay, cool. I don't, I don't know. I really don't. Um, they keep changing them and they keep taking certain sweets out and there's absolute national uproar. So um, that's how it goes. But look, I've really enjoyed this chat. Um, I absolutely urge anybody that's watching the LFC Day Trippers, you like football podcasts and you want something that little bit different where you can just sit and chill and not worry about the dramas around football and Liverpool Football Club. You can sit back, relax for 30, 40 minutes, whatever length you are, and listen to some really good guests. And I'm sure down the road, if you subscribe um, to Dom on Spotify, and you can get him at the Road End Pod on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that to keep up with his progress. I, I promise you you'll enjoy them. I really do. I promise you you'll enjoy them. Um, he might have me on. He might have somebody else on. He might. You never know who's going to turn up there. If I turn up, you can guarantee there will be tangents because I <laughs> love getting away from football and talking about the most mundane things. But um, Dom, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, oh, before I go, bookmakers.com are sponsoring this mini series. Okay, it's very simple how you can win a prize. You go onto um YouTube. You type in bookmakers.com. You can see um on screen bookmakers.com tv it actually is on youtube and subscribe to their channel that's all you have to do subscribe to their channel they are giving us three mystery short prizes we've given one away for them in the last month and the person that won ended up with a porto away jersey which was 
beautiful, I have to be honest. Yeah. So they're giving away three mystery shorts. Um, so all you need to do, they're going to track it from here and um, when this show, because this will be the first one to be sent out. And when it goes out and you start subscribing to bookmakers.com TV on YouTube, they will keep a track of that. They will pick some winners and they will get in contact with you. So make sure you check that out. And I'd like to thank them for helping me out with producing this series. Dom, anything else before we go? No, that's everything. But yeah, thanks for having me, Mr. Really appreciate it. Um, no problem at all. Obviously, uh, reaching out to me has been great and listening to my stories, you know, it's, it's a privilege to yeah. tell everyone. And listen, as I said, link is in the description for Dom Spotify. I'll throw in his Instagram and his Twitter as well, so you don't have to go searching into one for another. I'll put the three links in the show description. Um, that has been the first in the mini series about Liverpool creators in Liverpool. Thanks for watching. Over and out. Podcast Network.